lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Monday, Monday, welcome in. Back with you on a Reaction Monday. It's glad, I'm so glad to kind of be back to a normal schedule. On on Monday, planning on being here all week. <laughs> Even though it was back to business as usual and kids back to school, at least in this part of the state. Uh, which is, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You have to do it. You're coming off a mini vacation there on spring break for a lot of us. It's good to get back in a routine and be back with you here on Reaction Monday. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. You know, it is Monday. There's a lot to react to and to get into. I just feel like it might be a good idea to inject a little juice into the show to begin with from the JSU Sonic Boom. The JSU Sonic Boom, live and loud in your living room. Let's go. Yeah, I'm dancing around the whole studio shaking. In a little bit, we're going to have a special guest on the Divinity Equipment phone line. That's coming up in a second, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Big finish, big finish coming up. Yes, now you're on the edge of your seat. Roll your window down, turn it up to 11. And see what happens. Get on in here today. I'd love to hear from you on the uh, the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. You can call me. You can also text me on the Country Please and text line, Country Please and Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I get mine at Walmart as well. Get it at Kroger here in Tupelo. I'll go to Country Meat Packers, Highway 49, Florence. Pick up a whole cooler full from time to time. I highly, highly recommend it. All right, let's uh, start it off. I mentioned a guest to you. Let's do that right now, the Divinity Equipment phone line. He is the athletics director of Mississippi State University, former Diamond Dog, former Diamond Dog head coach. But he's running the show down there now. And we got basketball to talk about, even though we had a big baseball weekend. John Cohen on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. John, I really do appreciate some time on a Monday a new head men's basketball coach in the fold, Chris Jans. You've hired him from New Mexico State. And, John, just, you know, first of all, great hire. And, and maybe start off with, like, how quickly did all that come together for you over the last few days and, and over the weekend? Well, there's been a lot of research done, as you're aware, Matt. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've we looked and looked and looked. You know, I feel like one of the responsibilities of an athletic director is to always keep your – your eye out there uh, for talented coaches and, you know, have your list ready and, and do a ton of research. And uh, so I'd, I'd say we spent a lot of time on Chris Jans, among others, and, and felt like he was the best fit for, for Mississippi State mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. Um, and, 
yeah, we're excited about him getting started. He's going to fly in here today. We're going to have a presser that will be released here in a little bit okay. uh, uh, on on Wednesday. And uh, we're excited about moving forward. So you, uh, as an athletics director, what you're saying is you're kind of like the, the Boy Scout of the athletics department, always be prepared. Is, is that right? <laughs> well, I'd love – I'd love to have that moniker, but uh, yeah, I, I just feel like you know you just have to keep your your, your eye out there. You just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know Scott Strickland, my good friend at, at Florida and a Mississippi State graduate. You know, he's sitting there on a on a Sunday a week ago, and mm-hmm. he's got a basketball coach, and then he doesn't. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, so he he's got to be ready to make that move. And of course, he rat was and. Uh, yeah, so I, I just I think you have to be prepared. You just don't know. You never know what's going to happen, and you certainly can't keep caught flat-footed in, in these things. Sure. John Cohen on your radio. So Chris Jans, the new head men's basketball coach, he's coming in from New Mexico State, and we can see the record there, the, the tournament appearances, um, three of those had a win this year in the NCAA tournament, and, and all that, John. So we can read those things, but from your perspective of you know describing – what it's like to watch one of his teams play. I haven't watched them, I'll admit. So what's the picture there? What is What do his teams look like and what attracted you to him as a coach? Yeah, he just, you know, he attacks everything. That's one of the things that comes out when you do research on Chris Chance. He's going to attack the basketball. He's going to half-court press you. Yeah. And I thought they did that very, very well against UConn in the first round of the tournament. Um, they're going to shoot threes. They're going to really worked the transition game. They're going to play fast. Um, You know, I got firsthand experience. You know, I saw them, you know, beat us two years ago in Jackson and really not play well in the first half. And that said a lot to me about Chris Jans as well because, man, they they made a tremendous adjustment in the second half and came out and just really outplayed us. I mean, we're more athletic. We're, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, a better team on paper than they were. They, but they just came out and out-competed us in the second half and, and won a basketball game. And I just, I think that's his theme. Uh, his kids just compete hard. They give it everything they have. Um, very, very creative in the way he runs his offensive sets. Plays fast. And, and again, I just, I think it's a, I think it's a style of basketball that our, our, our student athletes are going to enjoy playing. You know, and John, doesn't it come in some respects, doesn't it come down to that? I mean, like, this may sound like a blanket statement. You're the, the former coach, so you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like in any sport, if the players, regardless of how committed, how uh, focused, if they work hard, if they're not really enjoying it, if they're not really having a great time playing, they're not going to win much, are they? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I, I, and listen, that's not – I'm not – I'm not trying to say anything negative about Coach Howell. He did a great job here. He sure. turned around a very tough situation. He won a lot of games here. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, kids have to believe. And I know, I know Coach Howell had a great relationship with his players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids, they do. They have to believe that. As a former coach, number one, they have to believe they're in better condition than the people are competing against. Number two, they have to believe that they're going to give a better effort on the floor than the team they're competing against. And then they have to believe that they have a better plan, which directly comes from the coach, than 
the other people they're going to compete against. They have to believe those things for you to win, especially in, in, in the SEC when it comes down to those last two minutes of the game. Uh, I, I think that's really important. And, um, you know, Chris has shown, you know, that, that he can do that, that he can pull that team in and get their best effort, especially in the last moments of a, of a game when, uh, when everything's on the line. Sure. John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State, on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. We're talking new head men's basketball coach Chris Jans. Um, in, in looking and evaluating coaches, and then it leads you to Coach Jans, what about the recruiting background? I read some interesting stuff that, you know, the junior college experience uh, over the years and those ties as well was important in evaluating him, John. So from a recruiting uh, background standpoint, what did you see? Well, I've always been a huge fan, Matt, of not, not only student-athletes, but also coaches from, from that level of junior college because you, you're basically recreating a roster every year. So the early part of his Chris Jan's career, he's recreating a roster every single year. Right. You, and you have to really be on top of recruiting to do that. Not only that, you really have to have great discipline with your team, and you have to have immediate buy-in. You don't have three or four years to get buy-in from a group of players. And they, they have to perform quickly. And, and, you know, let's face it, in junior college, I have a lot of friends who co- coach junior college basketball and baseball. You're in charge of the concession stand. You're in charge of wiping <laughs> up the floor. You're in charge of putting the new nets up. You're in char- I mean, you run from top to bottom. You do everything at a junior college. And I think that experience is really important. Um, and I, I think that, that Chris, you know, having those humble beginnings in that way and, and having all the success he had early on, I think has really paved the way to, you know, to a brilliant Division One career. Sure. You know, and... You, you know, the other thing, too, Matt, that, mm-hmm. I, that, that really meant a lot to me is... He, he, and, and, you know, I, I hesitate to say this fully, but... He has give, been given a lot of credit from a, from a lot of people around the Wichita State program mm. that he was the architect, the recruiting architect and the X's and O's architect of their 35-0 and run. Never been done mm. in college basketball. He's right in the middle of that at Wichita State. So I, I think this guy is really proven at a lot of levels um, that, that he can win and, and win at a high level. And, and I'm curious, too, John, um, this is asking you to sort of, you know, open us up to what it, what it's like in the athletics director world, but is or, or was in the evaluation process, was it also considered a, a one of the factors of who can and what can get people in Humphrey Coliseum to buy tickets and support the team? Was that part of the thought process, too? Yeah, and I, I'll tell you something. I, I This is why I love Mississippi State fans, and I'm one of them. Our fans want wins. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. They want titles. There's no question about it. But I think our fans have a deeper appreciation for effort yep. maybe than any other fans, for sure, in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And we, we had to bring in someone who was going – there was going to be – a demonstrative effort on the part of everyone to show tremendous effort on, on, you know, in every aspect of this program. And, and, and quite frankly, I, I think Sam Purcell fits that mold for us as well, because our men's and women's teams are going to give tremendous effort. That was 
the number one focus for me and, and trying to find a coach and find the right fit for Mississippi State. Going and getting the fans and having a relationship with the fans is important as well. But if you just give an unbelievable effort, I think our fans will show up and have a deep appreciation for that. And, and uh, I, I think our fans have proven that over and over again. John Cohen on your radio. I can't think off the top of my head, John, you may know of some other than yourself in Division One that in the same cycle over the same days and the same exact two- to three-week period of time have had to hire or did hire a women's head coach and a men's head coach all at the same time. You might be the only one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's been done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't, Matt, I don't know for sure, but yeah. I'm sure it's been done. And, uh, but, yeah, that, it was challenging. And, and listen, the thing that made it most challenging is this. Doug Novak did a tremendous job for us. Yeah. I mean, he did. He, he and his staff did a great job. You're talking about effort. He got a tremendous effort out of our kids. Um, that's difficult. And then you recognize what Ben Hallen did for our, uh, our men's program as well. And just seven years ago, you realize what he took over. Yeah. He left this thing better than he found it. And, and quite frankly, so did Coach Novak. So that that makes it really difficult because you have so much respect for those guys. But you also, you know, you work for Mississippi State University and you got to make decisions that are in the best interest of our great institution. And, uh, and that's what we feel like we had to do. So I haven't talked to you uh, personally about Coach Purcell, you know, since you made that hire, I hadn't bumped into you. Um, so let me ask you about that now. I know it's going back about a week or so, but in regards to you know, kind of zeroing in on Coach Purcell for the women's job, what is it about him that made you want to hire him? Well, I, I love the planning. I love the preparation. But when you start, when I asked Sam this question, I said, "Hey, I recruited for a long time. I've got what I at least what I think are great stories about the recruiting process and how we got." a great player or, you know, mm. maybe somebody you missed on and somebody you hit on. T- tell me about your experiences. And he just had a volume of really good stories about recruiting and the links that he went mm-hmm. to get kids interested in Louisville. And listen, Louisville's a great basketball program, women's basketball program, great men's program too. I mean, it, it's really good. And, and having been in, in Lexington and worked at the University of Kentucky, I can tell you, they're they're really good at what they do at Louisville. But how many kids in Texas, you know, Louisiana, Florida, uh, New Jersey, New York, how many of those kids grow up saying, man, my lifelong goal is to play basketball at Louisville? Right. Yeah. Women's basketball at Louisville. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not the easiest sell in the world. And not because they haven't been productive. They've been highly productive. It's just that they, they don't have the blue blood name to where that poster is going to be on everybody's bedroom in, in America. So he, he had to work at it. Um, and, and he did a great job. Recruiting. This is a guy who landed the number one ranked recruit in America twice at two different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy can recruit and he can evaluate and he's high energy and nobody ever walks away from having a conversation with him that they don't feel good about. And that, that was a key selling point for me. Really good stuff. John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State on your radio. John, I've got uh, four or five minutes of time left with you, and, and this is sort of non-sequitur, but we're coming off a of baseball weekend, and I know you like stats. I do, too. And 
I want to throw a baseball stat at you coming out of this weekend, the first weekend of SEC play, and just see what your reaction to it is. Um, and here's the stat. Okay, so first weekend. And this being the first time that these umpires are going to be uh, evaluated by TrackMan on balls and strike calls, right? So that they can get better and that kind of thing. Sure. And I looked it up. So this weekend, first weekend of SEC play, uh, you had 288 runs scored across the SEC. Last year, the opening weekend SEC, you had 208. So that's 80 more runs scored this weekend than the first weekend last year. There were 10 double-digit run games by teams. You only had six on the opening weekend last year. Two teams this weekend scored over 30 runs. Last year on the opening weekend, you had none. And you had six teams that scored over 25 runs collectively in the weekend. Last year, same time, you only had one. So the offensive number's way up. And I'm just curious, is it? am I simplifying it too much to say that it might have just been tighter strike zones this opening weekend? Well, the one thing I always check prior to the weekend is to see what direction the wind's blowing in all these ballparks. And, of course, we had on Friday and Saturday especially, we had a prevailing southwesterly wind in most of the deep south. Mm-hmm. And most of the ballparks are set up for a southwesterly wind to, to to really help the ball leave the ballpark. So that's part of it. Okay. But I do agree. I do agree. Once you add the instrumentation of analytics and and umpires are held to, you know, a a, a tighter type of strike zone. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. I'm just going to sound crazy, and I know our traditionalists out there are going to just absolutely balk at what I'm saying here. But I think at some point, it might be too late, at some point, you know, there's a difference between the way the NFL sets up their hashes, hash marks, and college. There's a difference between, um, you know, professional games and and their college counterparts. I, I think one of them ought to be this. I think the plate ought to be a little larger for college baseball Hmm. because, you know, kids aren't fully matured yet, and they, they they struggle to throw more, you know, as many strikes. I think yeah. we, you add an inch or two to that plate, I think it makes all the difference in the world. Um, I think that, and here's the other thing <laughs> that I would have done if I was the czar for a day. I, I know this is going to drive people crazy, too, but I, I would make college baseball an eight-inning game. Okay. And here's why. High school's a seven-inning game. College is an eight-inning game. And guess what? In the big leagues, it's a nine-inning game. Mm-hmm. And, and you just, when you look at the amount of arm problems, right. you just keep, you know, it, it just, here's the other thing, too. You know, the college game has got to get back to a two-hour and 30-minute, two-hour and 20-minute window, back where it was, quite frankly, when I was playing. I know I sound like the angry guy saying, <laughs> hey, back in my day, and I'm not trying to do that. But it's it's a little ridiculous that a college baseball game is now three hours and, and eight minutes long in the SEC and we I, I just think some slight adjustments can be made to where you have a more enjoyable game for the fan and quite frankly, you know, more useful to the student athletes and their coaches. Really interesting. Yeah, because I mean, if the strike zone is tighter, which it was this weekend, you have less of those balls on the outside part of the plate that are six inches off the plate or a foot off the plate getting called for a strike. So balls are getting put in play more, hit a little more, but it does lead to longer games. I mean, there's it's just it's just a mathematical deal. So those are interesting suggestions. Hey, Matt, the golf course is set up a little bit different for the amateur than it is for the professional. 
Yeah. I mean, why why wouldn't you do that for baseball as well? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, the pros play from the tips, and the rest of us scoot on up those earlier tees. And, you know, us amateurs, John, we can kick the ball out from under the bush with our foot, and nobody sees it, too, you know, and that's... Man, I, I, if I played golf, which I used to, if I played golf, I would be a constant user of the footwork. There's no <laughs> question about that. No question. And improve that. I golf. would also be four-wheel drive magazine's player of the year. Because that's where I spent all my time in the woods. <laughs> You'd get one of those four-wheel drive golf carts that's more of an ATV than anything. I hear you. And, and That's right. I That's got right. you. And an emergency survival kit, uh, like a good Boy Scout, just in case you don't come out of those woods. John, I really do appreciate some time here on this Monday. Hats off on the basketball hires here recently. People are excited, and we're, we're looking forward to meeting Coach Jans uh, over the next couple of days. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Talk to you soon. That's John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State. Uh, Chris Jans, New Mexico State, coming over to be State's new head coach. He was, um, let me give you his numbers, at New Mexico State, three NCAA tournament trips in five years, a little bit of a different league and that kind of thing, sure, to get there, but three trips in five years, had a tournament win this year, went 122 and 32 in those five years. They were really a winning uh, program under Chris Jans. A lot of success as an assistant at Wichita State. You heard John mention that. And I just think the style, the hustle, play fast, shoot threes, run the floor, out effort everybody, win or lose, is going to go over well and maybe inject some life, some much needed life into the fan base. Just my thoughts. All right. Good way to start the show today. We'll get your thoughts and reaction to that coming up. I'll get your texts on the Country Pleasing text line. Stick around.